Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we talk about market conditions, market strategies. Thank God 2023 is gone. It's now 2024. We're seeing a whole different market than we did in 2023. 2023 was amazing. I think sales were down uh, more than in the past 42 years. So it was a really tough year. Inventory was way down. I mean, Vienna alone was down 40%. So that really affected the uh, real estate industry without inventory and high interest rates. Good riddance to 2024. This year, we're looking at rates starting to fall. We're looking at inventory starting to climb. So let's take a look. Let's take a look around the market and see what we've got. First thing, inflation is down to about 3.4. Now, those numbers are coming out in the next couple of days. So we'll know what January's is, uh, is going to be. Um, right now, we're tracking, the, as always, the interest rates. Uh, we're looking at the 10-year bonds. Those are the, that's the indicator of where the 30-year fixed rates are going to happen. So right now, they've inched up just a little bit in the last you know, two weeks, and interest rates have gone up just a little bit. So they're about 6.75. But again, when you look at interest rates and you look at that 10-year bond, right, interest rates should be about 1.7% higher than that 4.1. So if you do the you, if you use the new math, interest rates should be at about 6%, or maybe even in the fives. But there's that buffer. The banks are a little nervous, so there's still a buffer. So we've got room for that number to come down if it if uh, the 10-year doesn't even move. So anyways, right this second, interest rate ticked up a little bit, but I wouldn't worry about it. It's got plenty of room to come down. Now, the big news, right? We always look at interest rates and we look at uh, at inventory. What killed us last year was no inventory. This is the inventory for the markets we track for the first, for the last 30 days, right? So just contrast real quick. I'm going to go to the next screen. That's Vienna in December. So if you go back to December 5th and 6th, the interest or the inventory was down 49 or 50%. Now you see how it started to climb as we started to get close to the end of the year? Now this is again, we're comparing ourselves to the last 30 days. Now we're 75% over. So you can see the dramatic rise in the inventory in some of these markets. That was almost all red in the last quarter of last year. All those markets, that's South Riding, Centerville, Ashburn, Haymarket. Hey, Johnny, what's going on with Haymarket, man? You're holding us down. Let's go, man. We've got the top agent from Haymarket uh, in, the, in the house today. Um, you know, that's good news if he's selling houses because the inventory is down. That means he doesn't have a lot of competition, right? So good for Johnny, uh, bad for buyers. All right, so now let's go on to, let's say that we had this excess inventory come into the market over the past 30 days. Has it been absorbed or is it just sitting on the market? So I look at the qualified inventory. So let's say you've been on the market for at least four days, right? Because who goes under contract in less than four days unless you're with KC Sampson? No, just kidding. But so I look at it. It's been on the market for four days, 30 days. So how much of those houses that came on the market that were legitimate if a person puts a house on at 150% of assessment, that's not a legitimate. They just overpriced it. I'm not, even gonna, I'm not gonna let you skew my numbers because you don't know how to price a house. But the real inventory that came on the market, 100% of Vienna's inventory went under contract in the last 30 days, 100%. So that absorption of the new inventory is money. And what does that tell you? That there's a buyer pool out there. 
that the buyers are accepting of all this inventory. They can handle it. And, and still, now when those numbers start to get to 50%, we're going to know there's good inventory coming out, but it's not getting absorbed right away. But right this second, as we sit here on January 25th, 6th, 7th, whatever it is, uh, 2024, in the last 30 days, 100% of the inventory that's come on, even though it's twice what it was last year, has gone under contract. So these are good numbers. This means we're in a seller's market, and we're in a seller's market in most all markets. And I don't care if you say, well, there's a lot of houses on the market. If they've been on for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 days, that's not competition. Not for our sellers. It's not competition. So, so for qualified inventory, it's all going under contract. This is great news. It's great news for everybody. It's great news for the real estate industry that now we have some inventory. It's great for the buyers that they, they have inventory coming out. It's great for uh, the realtors and the sellers to know that 100% of it, 100% is going under contract as long as it's priced correctly. So, so this is all great, great news for the first month of January, right? So we got a big thumbs up. Now, you know, part of the show is market conditions. The other part is market strategies. How do we operate? when we're in a market like this, right? There's not a realtor in this room or, or that listens to us that doesn't have sellers that are saying, I need to buy something first or I need to identify, I need to be under contract with something first before I list my house, right? They're never going to move. They're never going to get a contract. Not when inventory looks like that. Not when everything goes in. Because I will tell you that if you bring in a contract on one of our listings, if you have a house to sell, the chance of you getting that listing, even if it's, if it's non-contingent on that sale, even if it's non-contingent, that, that buyer still has baggage. And I know you got to sell it. You don't want, you know, you don't have to, but you want to. So there's still, oh, I don't know if we can pull, maybe they pull out. So we're looking for anybody that's going to pull out of these contracts. We want as rock solid a contract as we possibly can. So the question is, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Do you have to find the house you want to buy or do you want to sell the house that you have to sell? Well, in this market, you have to sell the house you're going to sell. And it's got to be under contract. It's got to be through all contingencies. That's got to have no baggage and no hair on that contract because we are going to get in contracts and we're going to get multiple contracts in. That 100% means there's multiple buyers out there for these properties. So, so. I think the realtors and the, the people the, the people that listen to the show, when they're saying, I want to find something I'm going to buy first, and then I'll sell my house. Never going to happen. It's just never going to happen. The smart buyers are walking in saying, home's under contract, through all the contingencies, I settle in 20 days, I want to buy this house. You got it. That's a solid buyer. So the theory here, the strategy here is sell now, right, while... 100% of the inventory is going under contract. That's a pretty good seller's market. Get your top price now. Get a 45-day settlement period. Get a two-month rent back. That gives you 100 days to find a house. We do, I don't know how many deals. Let's say we do 100 or 120 deals a year. And we do probably half of that has rent backs, two-month rent backs. We've never had to throw a seller on the street. We've never not found a house for them to buy when their, when their rental period is over. So the risk of not finding that perfect home is, is, is practically nil. I mean, we've never seen it. So, 
So I think the strategy for the smart people that are operating this market, sell what you have, rent back, find what you want. And here's another thing. If you want to rent for a year, can't believe a realtor saying that. If you want to rent for a year, then rent for a year. Why? Interest rates are floating down. Inventory's floating up. So if you sit on the sidelines while inventory comes out and rates come down, right? Now there's going to be more inventory out there. You know, and when you buy it, you're going to buy it at lower interest rates. So, you know, is it wrong to sit around and wait and 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 sit on the sidelines for a little while? No, it's not. The only people that want to buy immediately are people that think that property values are going to increase due to the interest rates coming down. So if you want to get on that, then then go find a house. But don't panic. Then nobody's going to get thrown on the street. Nobody's going to be homeless. The proper strategy become a a preferred buyer. Now, what's a preferred buyer? Morgan's in the back room. Johnny's in the room. When they get a contract coming in, they've got five. They're trying to sort out who, which is the buyer we really want. Well, the buyer we really want is somebody that's already sold their own old home. Money's in the bank, and they're ready to go. Love the house. Their uh, rent back is over in 30 days, so we know they got nowhere else to go. So we're trying to lock that contract in and get the best buyers we can. So let's say the preferred buyer is here on price and the non-preferred buyer is here on price. And she makes a phone call and goes, hey, can you put it up here? All terms being considered, we take your contract. And that person says, well, let me make a phone call. They don't really make the phone call. They said, yeah, we'll take that because they know their buyers will take it. So now you can get the best terms and price and you get your preferred buyer. And that's just the way it works. I mean, we, we're we're paid by the sellers. We're trying to do the best job for the sellers. We don't want to go back on the market. We don't want to kick out of this contract, which I'll talk about in a minute. We want our first choice. And I will tell you that most times we get that first choice. So just for you that are putting in contracts, you have to have a clean buyer if you're going to walk in and put in a contract and get the house of choice in this market. So I would go back to all sellers, like we're going back to our sellers and say, with a 100% absorption rate, you cannot go out and think you're going to buy a house when you have a house to sell. Contingent or not, doesn't matter. You got a house to sell. So the people whose house is under contract and maybe they've cleared their contingencies, that would be a, a second tier choice. That'd be our second choice. First choice, everything's sold, money's in the bank, you're ready to go. Second choice, have a house that's under contract, it's on the way to settlement. Yeah, something still could go wrong with that house. Still, third choice is I got to sell my house. And yeah, if you make it contingent on the sale of your house, then you're not even in the basket unless there's only one contract and you're offering a lot of money and we've been on the market for 30 days. That's the only time we would consider it. But I will tell you that um, we need to change. People need to set expectations that if you're going to move up in this market, you need to sell it. You need to be either under contract or settled. You need to have a long settlement period of 45 days. You need to have a 60-day rent back. And you need to be a buyer that has no baggage in a market like this. And that's the way that goes, okay? (coughs) So let's go to this process real quick. And let's let's talk about, you know, in selling and the stress. And, you know, there is a lot of stress. And I've said it before. When we come in, the stress level is up here, whether it's a divorce whether there's been a death in the family, whether 
somebody has lost a job and they got to sell or for whatever reason, trust me, that stress is like this. Even people that have got perfect incomes and everything is great, they're going to move up and buy another house. That stress level is still up there, right? So our job, right, is to drop that stress level back down, get everybody calmed down, and make sure that we've checked off the stress points way before they happen, right? So what's a stress point? Stress point is picking an agent, right? This guy from Compass says this. This guy from Long & Foster says that. This guy from Samson says this. And a lot of it is contradictory. It's very stressful. And you, if you make a mistake, you're going to lose fifty dollars to $100,000. If you make a mistake, that's stress. Pricing the house. I think it's worth this. They say it's worth that. That's a very stressful situation, too. Decluttering the house. I mean, people go crazy trying to figure out how am I going to get rid of all this stuff, right? Preparing the home for sale. Am I going to paint it? Am I not going to paint it? I don't want to paint it, but I'm going to have to paint it. What do I do? So all of these things are very stressful, right? Showing the house, people wandering through your house, contract negotiations, Jesus. Got four contracts, what am I supposed to do? So all of these things, inspections. Now, if I asked the agents in this room, said, how many of you have had a home blow up um, uh, from a home inspection? Everybody would raise their hand twice, and the only reason they would do that is because they don't have three arms. If they had five arms, they'd raise all five arms, right? Because homes blow up on inspection. So look at this little uh, graph on the right. This is a little windy road you take when you're selling a house, right? You've got to make sure that, you know, I've got the right agent. We've priced it correctly. We've decluttered it correctly. We, uh, we painted it. I mean, if you don't do all this right, then you go all the way around to number seven, right? And then your house blows up because they fail a home inspection. And this is what it looks like, right? So uh, consider this to be monopoly. You're going around the board. Okay, we've got the price. We've got the declutter. We fixed up the home. And boom, I hit chance. The home looks dated. That's all the comments you get back from the sellers. You got to go back to, to day one. You got to pay $15,000 to get it set up. And you got to reduce your price, right? I didn't do it right the first time. I got to go all the way back. Not a game. It's not a game with professionals. It's not a game for people to do this every day and work their tail off to make sure this doesn't happen. What if you go all the way through to number seven, you fail your inspection, the buyer walked. This is where people would raise five hands if they had them. Buyer walked, you got to go back to step one, and now you got to reduce the price $50,000, and I'll tell you why, because everybody's going, something's wrong with that house. You flunked your inspection, now you're tagged, right? So it's not a game. You've got to make sure, you know, and, and if you have a financing contingency, you can go along and the lender's going, oh, it looks great to me, it looks great to me. And all of a sudden, an IRS debt shows up that they don't know about after they've, they've checked him out, right? Now, he kicks out because of an IRS debt. You go back to square one. you got to stall it all over again. And they're like, what happened? Failure your home inspection? No, the buyer kicked out because of an IRS debt. Right, right. So the buyer pool is going, something's wrong with that house. You've just lost value. So anywhere along the way, not only does the stress quadruple, but the price goes down and it becomes a nightmare. Now, I don't have a graphic for this. I went to a listing appointment the other day and it was a $1.6 million house. So I said, well, give me the houses on the market over 1.5 million in Vienna. You can, anybody can run this right now. Go to Vienna, look over $1.5 million. Say, just give me everything on the market. 
There's nine homes that have been on the market. Average days on market is 60. These are the people trapped in this windy road where they've gone under contract and had to come back. They've overpriced it and let it sit. So the stress on those nine out of 10, one's pending and nine are active on an, on, in a market where 100% of the new inventory all went under contract. They're doing something wrong, right? Real estate's a hobby for the agents or they're just doing it wrong. You know, I'll just cut back to Nick Saban. Nick Saban said, you come in, you can be one of five things. You can be bad, you can be average, you can be good, you can be excellent, you can be elite. He wants the Alabama football players to be elite. If you want to have a team or you want to sell real estate, you can't be bad, you can't be out. Those five, nine agents are bad. If you're carrying baggage like that, that's bad. Average, man, eh, I'll sell whenever, right? Good, I'm going to make sure I'm competitive and I, I at least catch most of this. If you're excellent, you're on the expressway. If you're elite, an expressway means all this taken care of. I'm going to show you how you do that. All this taken care of, right? So the elite does that over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? It's just, it's just given that that's the way it's going to happen because you put so much energy and at the end of Coffee with Casey, we're going to sit around. I'm going to go briefly through that listing presentation of how you can reduce stress on all of these, right? We want to get them to the expressway, okay? You want to be on the expressway. The expressway is if you have a pricing models and, and stop gaps and make sure, like the predictive analysis, most of you, most of the agents or a lot of agents at Samson send me emails and talk about their predictive analysis, which I really think is a great thing. So... You got great pricing, but you never know until you do all the marketing and you put it on the market and you do a predictive analysis. Is that the right price? Yeah, got it. Okay. Professionals at decluttering. You got to know that's where a seller, you know, if you're a seller, it's not, it's not a secret that that's one of the biggest problems or stress points for a seller is trying to declutter that dang house. Well, if we have a professional that comes in and they walk the seller through it, and they tag things and tag things, and this is getting thrown away, and that's going to get stored, and they do all that work for that seller, that stress level just goes woof. And let me tell you something. If, you, if the agents don't have somebody to do that, you need to get somebody because that's your number one stress point right there. If you don't declutter, people are going to come in the house and say, what? It's cluttered. It looks terrible. We're going to have to declutter and go back to day one all over again. Know those people average days on market, 40, 50? That's them. Home prep. If you're experts, again, you know, Johnny has Laura. She's a professional interior designer. You got Morgan or Billy or any one of the agents. They're professionals at setting that house up, knowing what has to go, what, what, how to thin it out, what the transitional look the buyers are looking for, what kind of lighting fixtures they're looking for, what kind of paint works. You know, can we get away with the yellow paint or can we not get away with the yellow paint? Right? When you do 120 deals, we know when people try and get away with something, it doesn't work. So we know if you want to be a success, if you want to be elite, this is the way we got to do it. Just got to do it every time, not some of the time. You're not, you're not right some of the time. You're right all of the time. So when the home prep person comes in, when the alt agent that's working with us says, this is what we're going to do, just do it. Yes, they, they're just going to have to put themselves in the hands of a professional that's going to prep that up because a buyer is looking for certain colors, white trim, certain lighting fixtures that are hip. And what are the most current colors? Maybe it's not gray anymore. Maybe it's, maybe it's 
greenish gray. Maybe it's a different look, right? But depending on the house. So the short period, that's another stressful point. How stressful do you think those people are that have their house on the market for 60 days? Can you imagine having your house? You got to get the dogs out and get the kids and get everything ready and keep your house show ready for 60 days. Multiple contracts. When there's six contracts on a house, who's got the stress? The buyers and the buyer agents, not the seller. Sellers just got to pick one, right? Not the, not the seller. So if we pre-inspect the house, we pre-inspect the house, and the seller, now everybody, get, let's get clear on this. Uh, agent that's bringing in a contract, part of their due diligence is make sure the house is in good condition. They're going to put in a home inspection. Why? Cover their ass. Cover their client by putting that in. They're all going to do it. They don't want to. They don't want to have a home inspection. Home inspectors are very difficult. Uh, even the buyer agent doesn't want a home inspection. Clearly, our sellers don't want a home inspection. But what if we do a pre-inspection? We have the inspector come in. He's checked the house. He's made sure everything's wrong. If a beam is broken, fix it. We'll fix it. Make sure everything is done and perfect. So when the buyer comes in and there's six contracts, we say, we have a home inspection that's already been done. We'd prefer to have contracts without home inspections here, right? We've just checked the due diligence box for the agent and the seller and the buyer. Buyer doesn't want to pay 650 bucks and spend three hours of their life walking through this house. If somebody can guarantee me that this house is in good condition, I'll pull it. I'm a busy guy. We're busy people, right? We don't want to hang out with some nitpicky home inspector. So if there's no inspection, there's no stress. 90% of, if we can remove the home inspection 90% of the time, then we've just taken that out and we're staying on the expressway. We're not taking any exits. Moving assistant guy, you know, people come in. You're, you know, we have the same guy that does the decluttering come in and they manage that move. And this is how we're going to do it. And this is what you got to have in a blue box. And this is what you got to have in a red box. This is what you got to have in a green box. And this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to make sure that each moving company that we're dealing with, they are dealing with the right crew in that, de- in that company. Right? No stress there. It's going to be stressful. We're going to remove that. We're going to take that stress down as much as we possibly can. And then walk through is easy. We've already eliminated everything. We have no home inspection. We have none of that, that they're going to check that list as they're walking through. Let me, let me have the receipts and the thing for everything you fixed in this house. We don't have that. We've already settled that in the contract. So the seller walks through on an expressway. A bad agent doesn't sell the house. And I don't, care how, I don't care how long you've been in the business or how many stuff you do every year. If your houses are 60 days on the market, you're just a bad agent, right? Average agents, they do a few deals a year. Eh, they're efficient. They do a few deals a year. Good agent, hey, they know what they're doing. They're professionals. Uh, you know, are they the greatest? Eh, they're good. Good agents. We see them all the time. Um, excellent agents. If we see an excellent agent bringing a contract in on our house, that's who we're going for. We're going after the excellent agents because they are professionals. They know how to walk you through. You don't have any problems. We don't have any issues. You're not going to nitpick me to death because you do a lot of business and you do it clean. Love you. So we deal with excellent agents or elite agents. And the elite agent is no problem. I mean, if we got an elite agent that we know just knocks it out and gets it done and, and he has the, the buyers trust him 
or her. And, and again, uh, there are differences between uh, uh, elite and excellent agents, right? We'd really love to work with an elite if we can. And we know them when we see them, okay? So I think that that's, that's basically um, walking through the process of we know we're in a good market. We know our inventory is up. We know 100% of it's going under, or in most markets, 100% of it's going under. So as a seller's market, we need to change our strategy. We can't say, eh, we'll buy a house, and then we'll sell ours. Not going to buy a good house. You're not going to win that contract. There's going to be multiple contract presentations. You need to be prepared for it. You need to sell your house now while we're in a big seller's market. Get yourself a 100-day buffer to find that home you're looking for. I will tell you that 100% of our sellers have found the house that they're looking for. We Again, nobody's ever gone out in the street, but that's the proper way to do it. And if you're going to buy one of our houses, that's really the way it's going to have to be. Okay? I'll tell you what, in four minutes, anybody have any questions in here? We'll throw some questions out for the next four minutes. Nothing? Yes. Could you just tell for someone who asked this question recently about they took an offer that had a home sale contingency, but didn't even get a copy of the contract and didn't even know whether the contingencies were released. So I don't think people really know how Bad to agent. properly Bad handle agent. that. I can't. Look, the bar is very low when we're dealing with real estate agents. It only takes a couple hundred bucks to join the board and pass a few tests. And some people do it as a hobby, right? I don't want to deal with anybody that is a hobby. I want to deal with a professional agent that knows what they're doing. The first thing that happens when a contract comes in, we go on and we look at their track record. How many are they doing? If they're on a team, how does their team do? Do they get their things through? Does anything kick out? Just want to know who I'm dealing with. And I will tell you the first thing we do when we get a contract, am I dealing with somebody where this is a hobby or this is their profession? We want to deal with professionals. Go ahead. So how do we get all of those statistics that you show us earlier in the slide? beginning all of the what uh does the stat the 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 stress no oh the stats yes the lovely lady in the back her name is julie hart she handles all of our if you go to caseysampson.com and you go to market snapshot you're going to pretty much see everything oh right? okay i see and if you go to podcast you know caseysampson.com whatever she's got podcasts she's got she's got everything you can you can see videos of it and or the stats on the market snapshot so that's where you can look at those stats. But let me just let me just. But stop. it's not something that you get from like MLS or no, something I, like. No, I I don't trust MLS. I don't trust. I do everything by hand. Let me tell you how to do it. Let me tell you how to do it. Okay, go on today and take your market and say, from zero to thirty days, new listings coming on the market. Don't worry about status or anything. New homes coming on the market. How many homes came on in the last thirty days? Uh, Fifteen. Okay. How many homes came on the market, don't worry about the status, between 365 and 395 days? That's the same 30-day period a year ago, right? Eight. How much has your inventory gone up? 15 divided by eight. And that'll tell you I'm up uh, 89% or 92%, whatever that number is. Our inventory is up. Okay, now let's go back and let's do another number. So we're up 80, 80. 9% or whatever it is. Okay. Now let's go back and let's check the qualified inventory that's come on in that period. 
So I would go back and I'd say, give me all homes that have come on between four days and 30 days, right? Four days and 30 days. And, and show me the status of all of them, right? So some are going to be under contract, some are going to be active and blah, blah, blah. Well, go to your active houses and say, did one come on where it's, I know it's overpriced. It's 140% of assessment when everybody else is 115% of assessment. Yeah, I'm not going to count that. Uh, so I will prune that list. And then when I'm done, I got nine under contract, right? And I've got one active. What is that? That's a 90% absorption rate. It's 90% of the homes that came, 90% of the qualified homes that came on the market went under contract. We got a seller's market on our hands. We got a big seller's market. So I don't care if you're in Baltimore or Richmond or wherever you are, you just got to run, run the numbers. How many have come on in 30 days? How many came on for the same 30-day period a year ago? Okay, we're up 92%. All right, next number. How many of the homes that have come on qualified listings between 30 days, uh, four days and 30 days? Run the numbers. Let me see the status of all those listings. Nine are under contract. Three are not under contract. Okay, well, this one's on for way overpriced. And this one's also way overpriced. So I'm not even counting these two because bad agents have put them on. So basically I have 10 homes. Nine are under contract. One is not. It's a 90% absorption rate. Oh my God. I got a massive seller's market. Hey, hey, uh, Jimmy, you think you're going to have to, uh, you think you're going to buy a house and then sell your own house? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because nobody's going to accept a contract with somebody that has a house that they haven't sold yet. So, so you've got to know your market to flip the strategy that's going to work because if they're saying, well, I'm going to go buy a house. I need to find a house that I want first. Then I'm going to sell. You'll never get that house. Never going to happen. And they need to know it. And they need to know it right now. Last year, the strategy may have been different. Right now, I'm telling you that strategy is out the window. You've got to sell your house first. And then you create your own graphic at Canva. Or... I do. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Do. I, cool. I just, I'm an Excel guy. And then I give it to Julie and it looks all pretty when Julie does it. But I just, I'm just an old Excel guy. I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> You know, I need to know, okay? So that, that, uh, that brings us up to 11 o'clock. So this has been the Casey Sam, uh, Coffee with Casey. My name is Casey Sampson. If you're looking for me, I'm at 703-508-2535. You can see all this wonderful stuff that Julie puts up online at, uh, at caseysampson.com. We come to you every Thursday morning at 1030 to bring you up to date on market conditions and market strategies. We'll see you again next week. Bye.